in association with the Agri Health Network, it's time for That Farm Life podcast, Planting Hope, Harvesting Strength. On That Farm Life, we talk about that life that is that of a farmer and their family. It's about the day-to-day grind, the good times, the tough times, and everything in between, because farming is more than a job, it's a way of life. And we're here to offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. Now, here's your host, a farmer, a former agri-business owner, and also the pastor of a Southern Baptist church in Arkansas, Archie Mason. Well, hey, y'all, I'm Archie Mason, and I'm the host of That Farm Life podcast, so welcome to another episode uh, today. As always, we desire to share the stories of ag individuals. You know, we are a family. We're an affiliated group. Uh, we understand the farm life, and so we know it's very stressful out there in the farming industry uh, at any time of the year or whatever decade you're in, but especially even now. And so we want to provide some very practical ways and resources to help each other deal with the stresses of everyday uh, farm life. As always, we want to provide a safe zone where it's okay not to be okay. We just want to help you not stay that way. And sometimes listening to each other's stories and talking through issues in life is always uh, good therapy. This podcast, That Farm Life, is a resource of the AgriHealth Network. You can check us out at the agrihealth.net website where we've got more resources you can read about us. And always, too, we got some upcoming events. Kind of check us out, uh, something that you may be interested in being a part of. Today, we're talking with Senator Robert Barham. He is a cotton farmer from Northeast Louisiana. He became a Louisiana state senator and later the state secretary for Louisiana Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. Uh, Before retiring, he was also the director of the Louisiana State Parks and Historic Sites. So, uh, Mr. Robert, thank you for joining us today. No, it's a real pleasure to be with you, Art. Yes, sir. And just from giving your introduction, you have been very busy uh, for in your lifetime. You have really done a great job of leading out in Louisiana and served in several different parts and leadership. And so we appreciate that so much. Hey, real quick, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Well, as as you said, uh, for a long time, I was involved in production agriculture. My family has been involved in agriculture. We uh, hung our plow in a stump a long time ago. The first, my great-great-grandfather went to northeast Louisiana uh, well before the Civil War in the late 1830s. And so we've been uh, farming basically some of the same land for a long, long time. And um, after I got, uh, after college, I was, uh, Uncle Sam wanted me. And uh, after a a visit to Southeast Asia and Vietnam, I came back and and started farming. And uh, my wife and I, we have three children, uh, two boys and a girl. And um, so I did it for a long time. And then things changed in my life. And it led not uh, to continue in farming, but to get involved in the political world. And uh, so I did that for a good long while. And uh, now I'm, I'm uh, I guess you could say retired. I'm trying to do what my wife asked me to do as quickly as I can. And that's working out pretty well. 
Yes, sir. Hey, let me, I, I can tell you this on behalf of the listeners to, to our podcast, we want to say thank you for your service in the United States military. Thank you for serving our country, but also thank you for serving in that political realm. So I know uh, I speak on behalf of them. And then also to our listeners to understand that as we are conducting this podcast, you are wearing an LSU jacket. So for all the LSU fans uh, in Louisiana and around the world, uh, you are supporting the university and uh, uh, you're doing a very good job at that. So uh, again, well, uh, it's been, it's been a rough year, but I'm partial to the hogs too. I actually started school in uh, Arkansas. So, uh, I can claim a little red. Uh, uh, I wear it every now and then. Hey, well, hey, for all of our Arkansas folks, they appreciate you throwing the hogs in the mix uh, on that too. Hey, how did you, okay, so you moved out, uh, your family has been in farming for a long time. How did you decide to go kind of from the farm uh, into government? How did that happen or take place? Well, as as most things like that, in a change in direction in life, it takes a um, a set of circumstances that maybe you don't foresee. I will tell you that um, if you're a farmer, you either love it or you don't, and you need to find that out. And if you don't love it, you need to find some other way to go. And I knew that would be the case with my sons, my two boys. Um, I wanted them to get the full experience and I worked them and I worked them hard. And, uh, I can clearly remember a day we were irrigating and worn out and days were long and August is tough. And, and my youngest son walked up to me with, uh, sweat streaks down his face one afternoon. He said, dad, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know what I'm not going to do. And I told him, I said, well, it's good that you know now. And both my boys uh, did not choose agriculture as their path. Uh, one of them's a college professor in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and the other one's a doctor here in Baton Rouge. And so when they decided that they were not going to be involved in agriculture, that took part of my motivation at that point in my life to continue doing what I was doing. And a seat opened up in the state Senate, and I said, uh, I, you know, I, I, I think I'm going to run for that seat. And the old story, be careful what you ask for, uh, and, and got elected and served 14 years in the state Senate. And then when I left the Senate, the governor asked me, would I head wildlife and fisheries? which I did for eight years. And then the Lieutenant Governor asked me, would I come over and do a little bit with state parks? And I did that for a couple of years. And, uh, and so, you know, it just was a combination of events that led me to leave agriculture and go into politics. How do you think that, or how do you believe your background in agriculture, how did that really help you as a state senator? And how did it help you with the wildlife and fisheries management? Well, uh, the the Senate, uh, you know, agriculture certainly needs a voice. Uh, agriculture is such a huge part of not only Louisiana but Arkansas. Their uh, economic production is is tied a lot to to agriculture and uh, the families associated with it and the communities that depend on agriculture. It's interesting because uh, I had a, a well a 
great-grandfather that served in the Louisiana Senate. And I looked at his desk book, and it had the listing of the senators at that time, which was 1910. And 75 to 80 percent of them listed farming, ranching uh, as their profession. When I served, I was elected in the early 90s. there were only two of us that listed an agricultural profession. And so you need the voice of agriculture in the legislature. So uh, it's important to the ag community and to a lot of folks. And uh, I, I think that's, that's certainly important. And, you know, the connection that you ask about wildlife and fisheries, the connection with the land is, um, whether it's recreational or production, is so important that I think uh, my my work with the land and, uh, you know, it's not just row crops, you know, recreational use of agricultural land has become a huge issue, whether it's uh, whether the folks that are hunting that flooded timber around Stuttgart or or the rice fields up in that area, uh, that's a huge uh, economic boost to that part of the world. And deer leases, oh my gosh, now is just uh, it's uh, it's an important thing. So it was a it was a plus for me wherever I was. Yes, sir, and I think that's a good word, especially for any young men, young women maybe out there growing up in the, in the agricultural field right now, maybe on a farm or does my dad, he, he worked for the USDA for about 30 years to retirement. I think it's a good word to hey be involved in politics because we got to have, we got to have a voice for the farming community uh, in politics. Now, when you mentioned the wildlife and fisheries, you know, sometimes when you mention those leases and you're correct, Louisiana, Arkansas, we have a number of hunters who come into our area every year provides a great, uh, economic uh, boost and an impact, Matt. But during your term of serving with wildlife and fisheries, I know there were uh, several hurricanes. There was flooding, but also I believe that's when the Deepwater Horizon, when that spill occurred. What 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 kind of helped you lead through some of those disasters during that time? Well, uh, Deepwater Horizon, the uh, Macondo well, when it blew out, it's uh, <laughs> it's one of those events. You never know what uh, lies ahead in life. And uh, we woke up one day and we had a true disaster on our hands. And um, it, it's uh, similar to farming. You've got to get up every day and do the best you can that day and deal with it as it comes and be willing to work as long and as hard as it takes to to give whatever guidance you can in a it was an unprecedented event i can tell you that well i will tell you that i can probably speak on everybody for in louisiana and around the surrounding states thank you for your leadership uh, during that time, that not only affected the state of Louisiana and other states, but just our our nation in its totality. I guess we can say. Hey, speaking of that, and this is—I I mean it—I don't mean it as a dumb question because we all understand it. But maybe you can speak into it. Why is why is conservation and land stewardship uh, important for everyone that's involved in agriculture? Well, uh, you know, the land, you want it to be as productive and cared for as you possibly can. Uh, 
and it's um, they're not going to make any more. And so we need to conserve and preserve the high quality lands that we have been blessed with. And Arkansas and Louisiana are truly blessed with wonderful lands. And uh, we need to do all we can to take care of that land to, for the future generations because they'll be coming along and we need to feed uh, we need to feed a lot of people, not just our folks, but folks around the world depend on our production. Yes, sir. And I would tell you this, too, that when you speak of having that voice in agriculture, uh, especially in politics or in other organizations to help to help folks in the U.S. and around the world understand that as farmers and ranchers, all of us in the ag industry, we do have to take care of the land. Number one, it is our livelihood. But number two, it's where we raise our families. And it's where my grandkids, I hope one day, will be able to, uh, uh, if they desire, have that path into agriculture. So sometimes the world out there may look at those farmers and think, well, they don't care anything about the land. But in fact, we do. And so uh, you're right. And I think we got to continually educate the public uh, regarding that. Hey, also, too, I know that you're a man of faith. Uh, you have a relationship with Christ. How, how, has, how has Christ helped you just in your everyday life? Well, you're you're so right. It's um, it's the comfort of knowing who uh, who your focus is on, and knowing that he's with you regardless of what you face, whether it's a deep water horizon or a, or a hail storm when the newly planted crop. Uh, understand that uh, you've got that support behind you. That um, well, he's there for you when you need him. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I spoke with an individual even last week on a, a podcast and, and he made the statement. He said, you know, peace is not the absence of a storm, but peace is where Christ walks with us in the midst of that storm. So I can imagine during that Deepwater Horizon uh, catastrophe that occurred, that spill, that you're probably every day you woke up and you're like, oh, Lord Jesus, give me wisdom today to go forward that, and to make right, the right decision. That, that- that prayer happened every single day and multiple times during the day when uh, decisions had to be made. Lord, help me make the right decision today. Uh, and uh, I think we, uh, the bad ones were my fault. The good ones, I'll give him credit. Uh, <laughs> I tell you one, one little aside and I, and I plant this for someone who's out there listening to, um, my wife and I now get to travel some and before the COVID outbreak and, and the limitations on travel, we went to the Holy land and I'll tell anybody, if you ever get the chance to go to Israel, to the Holy land, I was afraid I wouldn't have the feeling of, of being in, in where Jesus walked and, be inspired by that it was certainly not true i mean it is it brings to life so much of the scripture so uh, i i urge anyone if they can to take the opportunity and go hey uh senator robert since you brought it up okay let me i'll throw this out there just for also future reference i've i've been able to be in israel a few times and to lead some uh tour so on the next one we're able which covid's kind of got everything shut down right now and we always give generally a year in advance uh, notice when we start putting together a, a, a group of people. But we our plan is to put together probably an agri-health network tour that's going to be made up mainly of agricultural individuals. Uh, we'll do it during the off time. 
where the farming community can be a part of it. So if we're able to do that, and I always tell people, hey, save your money, you know, and put some aside. Uh, but I want you to go on that trip with us. If you and your wife would like to go back, uh, we'll put together some uh, uh, folks in the agri field from around the country, and we'll go have a good time. You're right. When you walk in the Holy Land where Christ walked, and we visit all those places and the Sea of Galilee, uh, we spend about three or four days there, and then we spend about four days back in Jerusalem. It is a great trip, and it brings the Bible to life. Well, I'd urge anyone to do that, and that would be wonderful. I'd love to do it. We actually are booked. I don't know if we'll get to do do it this year, but we're booked for what's called the Journey of Paul, and we're going to do, a, well, it's half and half. It's a cruise and then on land to, to uh, the places where he was. Yes, sir. That is going to be a phenomenal trip. So, Mr. Robert, and all that you've gone through uh, in your life with farming and then serving in politics, serving in just different leadership roles uh, with our government, when, when you're stressed, what do you do to bring your stress level down? Well, there's nothing better than getting back to your roots, and that means going back to the farm and out in the woods for a, a respite from the hectic pace of the of the world and uh at my stage i'm mostly a guide with my grandchildren but i would i i think sitting in a deer stand or in a duck blind and appreciating the beauty of that the lord has given us and just being there to understand that um, the problems of this world are not that big the Lord can handle it, and uh, and and He's there with me, and I feel close to Him when I'm sitting in that deer stand or sitting in that duck blind. So I go back to the farm. Yes, sir. Well, Mr. Robert, thank you for sharing that, and that's a good word for all of us just to get back to our roots and to relax and to uh, really, I, sometimes I call it basking in the grace of the Lord and uh, viewing his creation. But also, this thanks for sharing all of your story today. Thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you, Archie. I enjoyed it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Whether you're on the farm, as Mr. Robert was for uh, a majority of his life, or you're in the Capitol uh, and you got uh, agri roots, uh, you are with us and we are with you. And I want to say thank you for wherever you are in farm life for serving. Hey, be certain that God has a purpose for all of us and God can use uh, different aspects of our life to bring for his glory. I heard a preacher one time say that we are the sum total of our experiences, whether they are good or bad. And uh, uh, all of us have a past, but all of us have a future uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so wherever you are out there in the ag world, again, remember that uh, even Mr. Roberts said this, you're valued. Uh, we do feed the world, whether you're a rancher, a farmer, or involved in agriculture, and uh, we all have struggles, and we experience the stress and strains that that farm life uh, brings. Hey, as always, if you have any questions or comments, or you'd like to be a part of AgriHealth Network, just uh, email us at info at agrihealth.net. Hey, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week with another podcast. Until then, keep farming and keep the faith. been listening to That Farm Life Podcast, planting hope, harvesting strength with your host, Archie Mason. That Farm Life Podcast is a creation of the Agri Health Network in conjunction with Grounded Faith Ministries, 
where we offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. You can learn more about who we are and what we do on our website at agrihealth.net. That's agrihealth, one word, dot net. Thanks for listening, and until next week, keep the faith. Keep the faith.